was like, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah, it's super scary, but we did it. And the team of LOs that came with us, there was only five of us when we started, including the processor that we hired. Um, they're all still with us. And, you know, we've never looked back. Like it was honestly scary, but super exciting. And I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Welcome to the Build a Broker podcast. Each episode, you'll hear the journey of newly minted mortgage brokers from concept to first closed loan on their road to success. Back in 2018, our guest attended a live Build a Broker session at Originator Connect. She was so inspired by the event, her and her brother started a mortgage brokerage to address the gaps in lending and streamline the mortgage process. So we're coming to you from Las Vegas at an Originator Connect just minutes after the Build a Broker session. And in this episode, we're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about keeping your tech stack updated to meet your Originator's needs. And we're going to talk about what it's like to partner with your sibling. But first, a message from our sponsor. Rocket Pro TPO has the tools brokers need to compete, even in an ever-changing market. Elevate your game with world-class training called Pro Performance. It's elite coaching that only Rocket Pro TPO can offer. Partners walk away with the skills to confidently present to clients, explain market conditions, and win more business. Learn more at rocketprotpo.com. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, and MLS number 3030. I'm your host, Andrew Berman, and on this episode of Build a Broker, we're going to hear from Stephanie Clark, the National Operations Manager over at Streamline Home Loans. Armed with a bachelor's degree in English, Stephanie originally started working at a bank that paid for school, and in an effort to find more flexibility, her brother, who later became her partner in business, suggested a career in mortgages while she pursued her master's. Inspired by our Build a Broker live events, Stephanie and her brother, Jonathan, whose story you can catch in a future episode of Build a Broker, launched Streamline Home Loans, and they rapidly grew this business within three years to where it is today with three locations and over 50 originators. Here's Stephanie's journey recorded live at Originated Connect in Las Vegas. So Stephanie, I'm super excited to have you sit with us because um, it was 2019 that you came to a Build a Broker here at Originator Connect, and it was at that point that you made the decision to become a mortgage broker. Correct, yes. So it was actually uh, 2018 that we came for the first time, and 2019 we came again and we decided to make that move. So, and I gotta, I gotta ask, because I mean, like all of our other guests, mm -hmm. um, you had no intentions of being in the mortgage business, so I know actually you were you working for, the for a bank for a little while, you are mm -hmm. working in real estate, um, but, Tell us, like, you know, how did you find your way into becoming a mortgage broker? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you're 100% correct. Um, I actually went to school uh, and graduated with a bachelor's in English, which has nothing to do with mortgage or finance. I was working at a, a bank to pay for school, and one of my responsibilities at the bank was loan origination. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the interactions with clients, and my older brother actually suggested when I was getting ready to go to grad school, he said, hey, leave the bank, you'll have more flexibility to focus on school, get your actual loan originator's license, go work for you know, a, a broker or a direct lender, and just focus on school. I did that, and I ended up actually just staying in the industry. I really enjoyed it, and I didn't finish grad school. Um, but yeah, I, I stayed in mortgage, so it was completely unintentional, and here I am. Well, that's awesome. So yeah. when when you decided to 
make the move and become actually a mortgage broker. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of your like biggest fears that you that you worried about? Because I mean, obviously, listen, I mean, you had some success in as an originator, yeah. but that's vastly different than owning owning a mortgage company, having employees. Worrying, have worrying about compliance yourself. So, yes. talk a little bit about some of the fears that you had. Absolutely. So, I mean, my biggest fear was compliance, and then just not really knowing what I was getting into, right? Because I knew what it took to be an originator. I knew what it took to kind of have a team, you know, because I had uh, established a team of other LOs that worked with me, and um, we all kind of supported each other and everything at the company that we were working with, but. It's like, hey, well, what goes on in the background, right? Because obviously it's not just origination and processing. You also have, like you said, the auditing. You have payroll. You have uh, liability insurance. You have all these other things. And it was just like, I don't know what I don't know. And that was the scariest part. So, uh, and... and Give us an idea. What are some of the things that you know you maybe didn't calculate, like uh, that that kind of hit you by surprise? Whether it's cost or just um, either just a lot of additional work that you didn't think about uh, when you were when you first started going down the road. Like what what are the yeah. unexpected things? Maybe like a money pick kind of scenario. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you start off right, and you start going through all the list of things that you know you use on a daily basis. Like oh, well, we're going to need a loan origination system, and we're going to need computers for the office, and we're going to need office space and everything. So you start planning for those things, but then as you actually start going through the process, all of a sudden you realize, well, no, we need procedures and policies manuals, and we need uh, compliance support, and we need to have actual firewalls built into the internet. And uh, once you start hiring support staff, it's like, well, what's a reasonable salary to bring on a loan processor and things like that, which I, I think we weren't fully prepared for, um, which kind of caught us off guard. Interesting. So, so, like, I mean, give us, like, a, an idea of, like, what was, out of all of those things, what was the thing that just blew your mind? Like, oh, my goodness. How, I can't believe how much it costs to run credit reports. Or, <laughs> wow, I, yeah. our Gramlich Bliley compl compliance manual is a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. What are some of the, like, the craziest uh, honestly, things? Honestly, the LOS system. LOS yes. system, really? Yeah, because the company that we worked with uh, before, before, you know, we broke off and started our own brokerage, used uh, Calix Point. And we're like, oh, okay, well, we looked into the general cost of it and establishing it. But very quickly, we realized that Calix uh, was dated and we wanted to move to something, you know, a, a little bit more mainstream that could support a lot more software. So we went into Encompass and Encompass was ludicrously more expensive than what mm -hmm. we were expecting uh, or what we had in our budget. And uh, I think that was really the one that we were like, whoa, that's, that was outside of our planning 100%. Interesting, and I, I'm gonna ask you, I wanna dig you a little more about the your tech stack, because we, yeah. we were talking about that a little bit before. So um, so you went into an originally mm -hmm. a Compass, I'm assuming broker edition. Yes. Um, so uh, what is that like, you know, having to get out of it? Because like, you know, you're, you were familiar with it with 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 Calix, mm -hmm. then you went to Encompass, yes, and then you switched from that. So like, yes. that's gotta be, <laughs> this has gotta be some craziness. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, what made you pick Encompass and what made you uh, pull the ejector seat on, on Encompass and yeah. go to Lending Pad? So, you know, when um, we left Calix Point, we looked at Encompass because obviously they're one of the, the biggest in the industry, yeah. right? Um, a lot of the big banks use them and everything. And, oh, you know, you can customize it and you can do all these things with it. And they had essentially told us that if we started off on the broker model, we could eventually switch over to the banker model. Yeah. Um, so I was like, hey, cool, let's, let's do that. 
But it turns out you have to build out the system yourself. And if you don't have a dedicated IT person, yeah. it's a lot of work, right? Mm -hmm. So it was literally just hours of sitting there going through like manuals and trying to set it up to work properly because we know how to set up a 1003, but all the back stuff that you had to build into the system was just super time consuming. We finally got it established. We ran on it for about a year. And the feedback that we got from our loan officers was, hey, you know what? It doesn't have all the benefits that we thought it was gonna have. It's harder to work in. And it doesn't actually integrate with the other technology that we wanna integrate with. I mean, you could do it, but again, you would need like a full-time dedicated yeah. IT person. And frankly, I'm not that person, right? Or uh, no one on our staff was really at that time. So we ended up, uh, moving to LendingPad, which is 100% web-based. Yeah. It's already built out. The only thing that we really had to add on were like customized fees or certain business rules that we wanted to add. Um, and I mean, we've loved it since we switched over and it integrates like flawlessly with all of our software and there's nothing we need to do. We just provide them like a user ID and they do the integration for us. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. so, so talk to us, uh, tell us about the rest of your tech stack. Yeah, absolutely. So we use, uh, for our online platform, uh, that's like client facing, we have uh, Flowify. It's white label, so when they go onto the site, it does say streamline home loans. Our LOs can customize their landing page to have like a bio or an about me. Um, it allows clients to upload all their own documentation online through like an encrypted secure portal. So we, you know, don't have to worry about them dropping off paperwork or trying to fax or, you know, email one thing at a time. They have everything in that portal. They can go back, they can reference it. We can communicate with the client through there and that integrates to our LOS. So our sales team or our loan officers can push that over to our processing staff. Um, we use Surefire uh, Top of Mind, which yeah. is our CRM. Our LOs love it. It has this huge media library of, you know, pre-created marketing material. There are flyers and videos and uh, single property listing sites that they can create for their real estate partners. Like, it's awesome. Uh, it's got all kinds of drip campaigns that you can build out and customize, you know, for follow-up with, you know, credit repair clients or just clients in general for the happy birthdays and the holiday follow-ups and all those things. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's mostly, you know, Flowify, the CRM, we have our uh, loan origination software. I'm probably forgetting something, but those are the three that <laughs> I know I use the most day to day. So yeah, fantastic. That's oh, sorry. That, that's what helps bring the uh, bring the loans in. So yes. All right. So, so we keep talking about we, and we talk. And you you also mentioned um, the person we have to blame for this. But basically, yeah. your brother who kind yes. of sucked you into this. <laughs> he said I absolutely. Like, so from said, don't make this just a side hustle. Maybe you can yeah. keep doing this. So. Um, uh, Talk to us a little bit about, you know, the, the you know, what made you decide to partner with uh, Jonathan? Yeah, so I mean, one, he's my older brother, right? Uh, we've always been very close, um, and he's been in real estate forever. I mean, he got into it when he was like 18 years old, so oh, 20 wow. years now or, or more that he's been doing it, and um, he was very encouraging of it, you know. And at the time when I was originating outside of the bank, and I was already working for you know this direct lender. Um, I was generating enough business that I had to grow a team. And then my team was generating enough business that they gave us a satellite branch and we ran our own branch. Wow. Um, and Jonathan was basically like, hey, you know, I know you're not too happy with how they have certain procedures. You want to bring in more technology. You want to make things uh, a little bit more flawless for the client experience, you know, better communication. And the owner's not really listening to you, right? So why don't you open up your own brokerage? My whole thing was, well, I don't want to own a company. It's scary. I don't really want to go into that. You know, uh, the owner of the company that I work for knows what he's doing. He's been in business forever. 
and I'm scared. Wow. So Jonathan said, well, don't do it yourself. And he goes, I'll go in it with you, right? Wow. He's like, I'll provide you know, the backing and, and I'll be there for the business plan and the financial piece of it. Wow. You basically help run operations and hire the LO teams and everything because you're doing that now anyway. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, let's do it. Yeah, it's super scary, but we did it. And the team of LOs that came with us, there was only five of us when we started, including the processor that we hired. Um, they're all still with us and you know, we've never looked back. Like it was honestly scary, but super exciting. And I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's so cool. And, and you get to do it with your brother who you were close with. Yeah. So, but, but listen, you can't see eye to eye in everything. You know, like I, I'm assuming actually there, there are certain things. And how do you address like any kind of conflicts that, that, that come up? And do you do you plan against like, you know, like a worst case scenario? Like, God forbid, you know, something happens to you, something happens to your brother, like, you know, to make sure that the business continues the way it's going and you can continue your you know, trajectory to keep growing the business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially as we've continued to grow, uh, that's something that we discuss more and more. Right. Like, so what if something happened to me? What if something happened to him? Um, Jonathan's always been much more uh, business and sales driven, right? So yeah. he's uh, helped grow the, the company and, uh, you know, focuses a lot on the marketing and, and making connections and recruiting and everything. And I've uh, shifted from a loan originator to operations, right? And as we've grown, it's, okay, well, what systems can we put in place so that if something did happen to me, operations wouldn't fall apart, right? Yeah. So we've hired uh, an ops manager that works under me. We have in-house processors. We have certain systems in place so that... If something did happen and we got audited, the company could keep working, right? It's not, I'm the only one that knows everything about everything. It's, okay, if I step away, who can manage yeah. this piece of it, right? And with Jonathan, same thing. He's hired a, a recruiting team. You know, he has three full-time recruiters that help establish relationships with loan officers. And uh, we have a, a client relations person that we hired, you know, so that... If anything happens to him, he can still establish the relationships and continue that communication with our real estate partners or with clients and things like that. Fantastic. So no yeah. interruption. You guys, something happens to either who do you yeah. business can continue to grow. Yeah. Um, so so I, I gotta ask, um, like when, I know one of the reasons why we connected um, Rocket Pro TPO. Yes. Um, they speak great things about you. Um, so how did you pick Rocket Pro TPO and how do you pick other other ones? I, I'm assuming you're doing business with lots of other lenders, yes. <laughs> but how do you pick the, the lenders that you do business with? Sure. Well, I mean, to answer the first question, how did we pick Rocket? Uh, when we came to the Originator Connect in 2018, um, I met our account executive. At the time, he wasn't our account executive, but uh, Jeff Samet. Um, and we hit it off really well. You know, it was uh, open conversation. Uh, I really liked what Rocket had to offer, and I tried to bring Rocket to the company that we were with at the time. Mm -hmm. The broker owner wanted nothing to do with Rocket, so we had to put that on hold. Um, and when Jonathan and I started discussing me splitting from that company, I said, you know what, I think we should go back to the Originator Connect, let's go to the Builder Broker, get some more information. And we actually happened to sit at a table with Jeff. And you know, we told him, hey, we're thinking about you know, uh, branching off. He was like, great, anything you guys need, let me know. He was the very first uh, lender that we got signed up with, right? When we finally made the decision, we got licensed, gave him a call, Jeff, we're ready to start doing business. He was the first one we brought on board. Um, you know, moving on from just Rocket and expanding our, our portfolio products and everything, if you will, it really just came down to what do we see in the industry as a need for our clients and who can offer that, right? Um, obviously you have your big players, right? You have uh, like Penny Mac and 
Lone Depot used to be one of them, but now they're stepping out of, you know, the wholesale side and everything. But um, there are a lot of uh, smaller companies too, uh, or non-QM companies like Lenshore, um, you know, Quantic is, is a smaller non-QM company. And a big piece of it came from either our real estate uh, clients mm. or from our loan originators saying, hey, I have a client, they have a kind of weird situation, I don't know who can do this, or uh, I have an agent that does a lot of condo business. Do we have a lender that specializes in condos? Mm. You know, so okay, well who is really good at condos? And that's really how we picked the lenders that we were using. Interesting, so, so you try to find niches yeah. based on the demands of your audience. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so give us an idea of what, what your, like your client base looks like. So, so you know, well, how, are you, how, are you, um, how are your originators bringing in the business? Sure. So a lot of our originators, uh, obviously, it's, you know, your inner circle of people that you know. Um, some of them were in other industries, especially uh, the fact that, you know, we're housed out of Nevada or that we started in Nevada, uh, Las Vegas specifically. Mm -hmm. A lot of our originators were in the food and beverage industry or the nightclub industry. Yeah. So they had a lot of established relationships with like casino employees or just people that they met in the nightlife uh, industry. Right. So we have a lot of uh, self-employed clients or, you know, business owners that you know, want to buy and, and do business with us. And then some of them just had friends that were realtors. Yeah. So where, uh, you know, most LOs go after realtors directly, we tend to focus more on um, not just, hey, send me a deal, but let's establish an actual relationship, you know, and, and growing that out. So most of our loan officers tend to just have repeat clients uh, on the real estate side and on the direct consumer side, right? Um, it's not uncommon for our loan originators to have a client that they've done, you know, seven loans for. Interesting. So yeah. now, you're the company that you do a lot of business with, Rocket Pro, mm -hmm. they, they are just um, amazing at retention. Yeah. Um, what are you doing actually to get like those level that level of, of uh, retention? Like, you know, so you say actually that people are doing repeat business and. Mm -hmm. um, Unfortunately, a lot of brokers, uh, that's, that's not an area of competence for them. Um, they find actually that they, they do actually a deal and it's not always actually bringing that loan back. Um, what are you guys doing differently? Um, I think for us, one, it is the high tech, but it's also high touch, right? I mean, the technology is there, it's great. You wanna make sure that you have the technology available because you know, in this day and age, not everybody works a standard nine to five. You know, you have to be able to receive applications and paperwork after hours or on weekends or whatever it might be. But you can't let technology completely replace the human aspect of it. Right. Yeah. I know there are a lot of people that swear up and down that the mortgage industry will eventually be all A.I. I'm not a believer in that <laughs> um, I'm just because people are making the biggest decision that they make yeah. financially. Right. For the most part in, in their life. And. It doesn't matter if you're buying your first home or if you've gone through the transition five, six, seven times, every loan is different. Oh yeah. And if you don't have somebody that can explain that to you or walk you through it or just be there to be like, hey, I know you're frustrated about the appraisal taking a little bit longer, but we're gonna get through this. Um, it's very daunting, yeah. you know? So I think the human aspect of it is huge. Um, on a company level, all of our originators tend to establish a very good relationship with their clients. And after the transaction's done, it's not, oh, hey, it was great doing business with you, good luck. It's, I'm here for you if you need anything. Even though I don't service your loan, even though I'm not collecting the monthly payment, if you have any questions ever, I'm here, right? And the majority of our loan officers follow up with their clients regularly, whether it's just a call to say, hey, how are you doing? How's it going? 
doing a drip campaign or sending them things in the mail, you know, for the holidays or for their birthday, actually sending a physical card, things like that. They maintain that connection with their clients. Fantastic. Leveraging yeah. cool things like shore fire systems. Yes. So, Absolutely. So um, do you think actually that is the mortgage broker model where you see the future for, uh, you know, for, um, for, for the company? Like the streamline home loans always going to be a mortgage broker because I know some companies we talk to and they're like, you know, they just love the model. They yeah. feel like see, that, that that's an important thing to be a broker no matter how big they get. And some are like, you know, as soon as actually we have, you know, seven, uh, seven million dollars in the bank, right. we're going to start actually, you know, uh, you know, getting actually our become mortgage bankers. So like where, yeah. what's the future for our streamline? So we have had the discussion, right, of becoming a banker and that, hey, do we want to go a non-delegate correspondent or do we want to be, yeah. you know, full correspondent and everything? And I feel like that conversation uh, is always on the table and it keeps coming up, you know, but uh, we're a fan of the broker model, you know, the flexibility that it allows us and uh, our clients is huge, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the broker model. I was non-Delcor prior to starting the, the brokerage and I liked it, but there were, on, on the compliance side specifically and just, you know, liability wise, um, there's a lot more you have to worry about than you do as a broker. Yeah. You know, um, and I mean, it's just easy having the, the support, you know, of not having to have an in-house underwriter and having, you know, the SOS lines that you can call and the scenario desk that you can call and everything. So uh, it's having access to that huge scale operation without having to worry about the cost of it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I I agree 100%. You can yeah. you can focus on volume, focus on building yeah. the business, not focusing on compliance and, uh, you know, the, obviously we still have to do compliance. Right. But, um, <laughs> so, and, and by the way, streamline home loans. Where Where's the, because to, to me it sounds like fast, you want to close them fast, maybe, but like well, where does this yeah. streamline home loans come from? Uh, so it came from the idea that when uh, we were with our previous company, um, the process didn't feel streamlined. Right. And there was always just kind of things that got in the way and, and, yeah. and would slow down the process. And, uh, you know, a file could sit for 10 plus days without being touched. And we're like, that's, you know, it's unacceptable, especially if we have a clean file. If we have all the docs. There has to be a way to make this cleaner. And in a conversation, again, with Jonathan, we were just going back and forth. And he's like, well, how could you streamline the process? And that was the word that just kept coming up. Right. Let's streamline it. Let's streamline it. Let's streamline it. So we ended up picking that for the name. So do you, do you think, are you closing loans faster than you were at the, your previous company? Yeah, like, for what, sure. Is it something worth bragging about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything bad about a previous company. No, no, we no, learned no, a lot but, there, but, you know, you, loved you, them. But, I mean, probably in half the time. Wow. So what are you talking about? How, how many days does it take to, from, from application to close? Average, we're closing 16 or, days or less. Wow. So, yeah. That's phenomenal. That's yeah. phenomenal. That's great. That's, that's, that and is, again, a huge part of that is because of our relationship uh, with you know, companies like Rocket yeah. that have provided us that support and have allowed us to streamline the process. Yeah, oh, so. that's, that's great. That is awesome. So, all right. So, um, last thing I want to ask you. Sure. Um, so, any words for uh, future Stephanie Clark's? Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that are considering this, that are that are yeah. that see actually the opportunity. Um, what kind of guidance uh, or kind of things to watch out for uh, or be excited about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say, you know, number one, don't be afraid to take the leap. You know, I know it's scary, um, but it's worth it. You know, 
uh, I mean, at least for me, it was. Again, I've, I've never looked back and been like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that or I wish I had stayed at that other company. I, I shouldn't have listened to Jonathan, you know, <laughs> not once. And it can, I mean, it can be very stressful, you know, so be prepared for that because you're no longer just an originator at somebody else's company. You're the one running the show, right? Yeah. So you're going to be working the longer hours and you're going to be putting in more effort and everything. But once you see what you create out of that, yeah. it's 100% worth it. You know, and as far as um, what to look out for, try to make that checklist of everything you know you use every day and then sit down and, you know, talk to yourself or to someone that you're close to and just say, okay, well, what am I not thinking about? Like the support staff and what's that salary look like? And as you grow the business, do you need to get, you know, um, additional insurance, you know, or workers comp or whatever it might be? Um, because that's what really gets you. It's the regulators and the different state laws and everything. So um, any information that you can get from anybody. So attend seminars and, you know, go to things like build a broker and to the originator connect and everything to get as much knowledge as possible. And then never stop attending. Yeah. Especially in our industry, stuff's always changing. So it's good to, you know, just keep going because you're going to get more information. Fantastic. All yeah. right. Awesome. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining of course. us. Appreciate thank it. you. It was a pleasure. When you want to grow, strengthen, and protect your business, Rocket can. Partner with RocketProTPO.com today. Stephanie was filled with fear, but armed with a vote of confidence from her brother and tools from partners like Rocket Pro TPO, they were able to successfully launch their mortgage company. Stephanie talked positively about her previous mortgage employers, but the entrepreneur in her knew that she can improve the process, you know, streamline it. As a mortgage broker, Stephanie and her brother built a company designed to empower originators with a powerful tech stack and help more borrowers with a best-in-class customer experience, something Stephanie wasn't able to do while working for other lenders. One major takeaway that you could start implementing right away is take notes on your current mortgage process. Most likely, the company that you're working at is doing a lot of the right things. You just got to find ways to level up like our guest did. Like Stephanie said, it can be scary, but very rewarding to build your own mortgage company. That's it for this episode of Build a Broker, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All episodes are produced by T.G. Kutam Perar and Matt Mullins. Mike Savino is head of multimedia and Christine Stewart is editorial director. Opening theme is Adrenaline by Balloon Planet. And the music you're hearing now is Sharp Thin Blade by Francesco D'Andrea. Be sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Help inspire other future brokers by sharing this episode and leaving your reviews. Join us in person at a Build a Broker event near you. These half-day events help you open, operate, and grow your mortgage brokerage with confidence. Learn more at nmplink.com slash B-A-B.